You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week we'll share coaching conversations and stories of women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. Hey friends, thanks for joining me today. I love hanging out with you. My name is Andrea and I am the host of The Courage Cast and I honestly feel really honored that you're spending this time with me, especially during everything that's happening in the world. You know what? I am a little bit sick and tired of being inside. Anybody else with me? I know that um, at the time of this recording is when we are self-isolating and we are social distancing because of COVID-19 and we are all stuck inside. So I hope that you're making the best of a really difficult situation wherever you are in the world. And I'm not going to lie, I'm feeling pretty happy that I don't have kids right now. So to all of you parents out there who are homeschooling and doing all the things, cheers to you for all of the hard work, for being with your family nonstop during this time. So I hope this is a little reprieve for you today. And I have been with my family nonstop for the past few weeks, like 24-7, and we finally have a rhythm. We finally have um, a situation that works for all of us. We have these daily COVID-19 chats and updates that actually kind of help us because we're not always checking the news and the stats. My mom has been writing down the facts in her COVID-19 journal and she keeps us posted on what is going on in the world. So that means I don't have to be constantly checking the news or Twitter and finding out what's going on. But one thing we do together is we watch our premier, Doug Ford, and our Prime Minister Justin Trudeau give their updates whenever they're on TV. So if you're American, this is a way, like way, way, way less stressful and anxiety inducing um, update than watching the US updates, not mentioning any names, of course. So a few days ago, the Premier of Ontario announced that we have an additional 28 days to remain inside in isolation, shelter in place, you know, all of those things due to COVID-19. And I I actually have to say that I felt a little bit of relief now in a weird way because I kind of am enjoying this time and eventually it's going to come to an end and I kind of feel like then I won't have the opportunities that I do right now. So I know that's a really weird thing to say, but I'm kind of sad about it. As much as I really do want to go about normal life and I want to go back to the coffee shops and go see my uh, friends and go to a movie and just do all the normal things, deep down, I know that things are not likely to ever be the same again. This is a moment in time that will forever live on in our lives and our memories. It will uh, be defining for us. And so I personally believe that it represents something for each and every one of us. But the question is, what does it represent to you? So let me ask you, what is going on in your heart and your mind? Have you taken the time to process everything that is going on? Or do you just feel like you're pushing things to the side, not dealing with it, just numbing out? Maybe um, just you feeling tired of being on Zoom all the time or online and you just kind of want to have that face-to-face connection. I want to just encourage you as if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably someone who doesn't sit idle and just wait for things to happen. You're the kind of person that makes things happen for them. So I want to encourage you to be intentional about this time, not just filling it for the sake of filling it, but really doing things that you feel is necessary in this moment. So for myself, I felt compelled to connect with people that I've not been in touch with for years. And so a couple weeks ago, I got on Zoom with friends from high school that I went to youth group with, and it was really uh, an really just at a lovely time to reconnect. I've also felt the need to take a look at what my priorities are within my business and just to like strip back things that aren't working for me and being really honest about, you know, what needs to stay and what needs to go. I've also felt the need to reset my mindset and that's something that I do almost weekly, but I really feel like this is just kind of even more of a targeted time to look at what it is that I do want in my life moving forward. 
And then I have felt the desire to purge my belongings. I am a minimalist at heart, even though I have stuff and I wanna create a space in my home that reflects who I am, what I need in this season, and then also what is gonna serve me best as I move forward. So with all that said, I've been faced with some emotional upheaval, which I have to say is par for the course because all of these things that I've been doing take emotional bandwidth, and some days I have it, other days I do not, but one of the tasks that has been something that I started back uh, last summer and then quit was purging my belongings and creating a space that makes me feel creative, full of energy that I want to be in. And I just, I started and then I stopped and then I never got back to it. So the reason that is, is because I wasn't, well, it really wasn't that high on the priority list. And now being stuck inside, especially where it's cold and you know spring is here but we're not outside yet quite as much as we want to be i've had to find room in the house with my parents because they're here too to work to record podcasts to coach my clients to have space for myself and that's not an easy feat because every time i go into a room to work i feel like i'm just overwhelmed with clutter and chaos around me So if you've been feeling a bit of the same, then I want you to make sure you listen all the way through this podcast because I am going to be chatting with clutter coach, Kim Sneath, who's going to tell us all about how to create the space you need to be creative, to allow that energy to flow and to release old emotional ties that you've been hanging on to. Can I get an amen? So we've got a really great episode in store for you because I honestly don't think there has been a more opportune time to get rid of what is no longer serving us than right now because we're all stuck inside and we're surrounded by our stuff both figuratively and literally and Kim Sneath is going to help us to eliminate that overwhelm. So here is my conversation with Kim. Kim, thank you so much for being on the Courage Cast today. Love talking about having a nice, clean, organized space. And uh, and so I'm, I'm really grateful that you're here today. Oh, I'm so grateful to be here. Thanks so much for having me on the Courage Cast, Andrea. Now, I want to know a little bit about you and uh, just share your story with the audience. So one of the questions I always ask people is just to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're passionate about. Mm, Okay. My head goes in a couple of different directions there. Uh, Of course, I'm passionate about my work and helping people get to the other side of their clutter. So I've been doing that since 2007. Uh, Previous to that, I was in a whole different career. I was in musical theater, and that was my passion as a young child and growing up. And and I followed that and did that professionally for about 10 years. So that's a little fun fact. (laughs) I, you know, I don't know if you know this, but I was actually a high school music teacher. That's right. Yes. Mm -hmm. I saw that in your bio. Yeah. Yes. I still sing and still uh, teach lessons to this day. So. Oh, nice. (laughs) We have that in common. Yeah, exactly. And so how did you get into, you know, the second phase of your career where you're Mm -hmm. now a clutter coach? Yeah, well, that came about um, with the house that I owned, uh, co-owned with my husband at the time in Toronto. So I used to live in Toronto for about 20 years. And uh, and that's in Ontario, central Canada. And we did everything to that house. We renovated. And when we wanted to sell, of course, we staged and did all sorts of curb appeal. And we did really well with that. Uh, nine offers, 100000 over asking. Um, and my realtor said, do you want to start doing this? And I love interior design. And so starting with home staging with my business was, was where I launched. And um, my realtor started sending me clients. So that's how I began. Okay. So it, it came just out of something you love to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much. And I, my little interior designer really got, I got to play in lots of people's homes Uh, with a real quick turnaround. Um, So I learned a lot about furniture placement and paint color consultations and all sorts of things to do with real estate. For me, where I started moving from there was um, the connection. I, I really love working with people and with staging, you don't necessarily even meet the homeowner sometimes because it's pretty quick turnaround, as I said. 
So at that point, I joined the professional organizers in Canada because I've always been organized and in staging, I had to organize, but I thought, how do I really teach somebody to let their stuff go and uh, get organized? And so I mentored with some senior organizers and that really helped me um, transition my business to be primarily helping people with all their stuff. Okay. So what does that look like for you now when you're, you know, clients are hiring you and are you going into their homes or how does that work? Yeah. So I offer a couple of different things. I offer residential clutter coaching sessions, of course, in my local area here in Moncton, New Brunswick. Um, I also do this virtually and it's really exciting to see my clients feel empowered because they are doing it all, but they're following my plan of action. I'm supporting them through email and through our weekly phone calls because they'll hit up against a wall or, you know, when going through their clutter, a lot of emotions come up. And so I'll either email them if they've emailed me that they're, they're, they're kind of spiraling or fears are coming up. And then um, they send me photos. I support with Pinterest visuals on Pinterest boards. And so it works really, really well. And um, I was just coaching somebody who's a couple provinces away from me uh, over the last month. And, you know, she's, she's really gone through so much stuff. And when I say stuff, I mean both internally and externally. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I I was really excited to actually have you on right now because of where we are. So depending upon when you're listening to this episode, it, it could be, you know, months, even a year from now. But right now we're in the beginning of April in 2020. And we are in the midst of COVID-19. And we are in Canada at this point, have been in uh, isolations, social distancing, or what I like to refer to as physical distancing for several weeks, almost a month. And it's going to be lasting for, well, an undetermined amount of time. So we're all at home. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So depending on when you're listening to this, um, that's kind of where we're at right now. But you know, so many people right now, they're in their homes and they have not been probably uh, in their homes this much in a very long time. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to ask you, like, it's a simple question, you know, but is this a time for people to actually tackle this or is it too much for them to tackle decluttering their house? You know, of course, the individual has to answer that. And of course, as a clutter coach, I'm going to say, hell yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I want to say that the client that I was just speaking about, she has two little ones, age four and seven, who, of course, are home at this time. And it was just before everything was closing down. So her kids were in school. Her husband was at work. And she said, yeah, let's do this. And then about a week into it, she was kind of freaking out because everybody was sent home, including her husband, who has a a big workshop that he has to work in. He's a creative artist. And it actually couldn't have been a better time because she got to work through all the toys with her kids. And of course, she did a first pass of that, but then she got her kids involved. And Um, Her husband set up his own workshop. So everybody got involved. Um, So I say it couldn't be a better time in a way. Mm -hmm. Now, what some people listening might wonder is, what do you do with all the stuff? And my client has a covered porch. So she has a giant pile all sitting there waiting to be donated. Um, So that's, that's how we've worked with it. You know, that's amazing. I I love the whole family concept of, you know, everybody getting involved and everybody, you know, learning. I think especially kids, you know, that's important for them to take that kind of ownership over their stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, I I love to ask you, you know, people have such, they have such, you know, um, attachment, right, to things. And in this time that we're in right now, you know, it's, it's kind of feels like this I don't know, reset, but also I've also kind of felt the two words reset and purge Mm. and just feeling um, for myself over this year, not just even right now, but over this year, like just a purging of things that no longer serve me. 
Yeah. How do you think like that works into all of this? Like, you know, whether it's like mental, emotional, physical purging of our things, like how does that work when, when you're working with a client or talking about stuff we actually own and use on a daily basis? This is perfect timing because this is a, a time of going within. I mean, we are literally forced in inside our homes. Um, so this is a time of introspection. And when I start work with my client, I ask them why, why now, why work with a professional and what is the greater goal? So if you're not busy, you know, um, in traffic, going back and forth to work, if you're not, you know, socially mixing and going out with people, all the things that we fill our schedule with, what better time than to go within Go within and start to think about what is it that I want to reset, as you said? What is it that I want to change? What was not working for me? And now that our lives have completely shifted, what do I want to work for me and how and what changes can I make? Mm-hmm. So it's a great time to question. I'm interested. What do people usually answer when you ask the question, like, why now? Mm. What do they usually say? Yeah, it's completely linked to what's going on in their lives. And um, I usually say that people find me during a a transition point. They're in a place, there's a big gap to where they want to be. So usually it's some sort of, it can be good or bad. Maybe they've just had twins and, or they're expecting twins. So they've got to make space to bring that beauty, beautiful thing into their house. Maybe they've just experienced a divorce, so a separation of things and a new home or a new environment they want to set up just for them. Maybe um, they've had a parent pass away and they're taking on all the family memorabilia and that feels overwhelming. So they want to either create a special place for that, but they also don't want to be bumping up against it emotionally every time they go down to their basement or something. So it's some sort of transitional point in their lives that has usually brought them to this place. Do you find that there's like any particular age group that has a tendency to keep things more than maybe another generation? Absolutely. Uh, The 35 and up, uh, up to definitely 60s, 70s. -hmm. Um, The younger generation, they do not want your stuff. They don't want to keep stuff. They find everything online. They want to be free and travel. Um, So certainly 40s, 50s, 60s, and especially people who are parents. So my clients tend to be busy moms, career moms. They have to have a lot of stuff because of kids and activities in their homes. Um, so those are generally the age groups that, that fit that. Okay. I I was thinking that because I do know a lot of younger people who the more minimal their house is, the better. Yeah. Or even, you know, they've let go of so many things and traveled the world and they don't care to even let it go. Yeah. I'd even almost call it the minimalist generation. Yeah. It's interesting because I'm in my mid forties, but I kind of f- fall into where I do find that I keep, I keep a lot of like, um, things from my past in boxes, hmm. but then, uh, as far as like everyday things, I don't like to keep things. Okay. So I want to make sure I've always kind of had this thing of like, I could pack up in a day. Oh, great. <laughs> That's my, you know, if and and I could live out of a suitcase if I had to. Well, I think that's why people love travel so much is they just bring a suitcase of all their best favorite clothes that they look the best in. And then they walk into this pristine hotel that somebody else is cleaning and making your bed. And, you know, it just feels so fresh. Your homes can actually feel like that when you only have what you love and you use. You can actually have that environment in your own home. Now, of course, you probably know Marie Kondo. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> who's who made this whole like, you know, uh, I can't remember even what she says. She said she uh, does a spark joy, I guess. is does a spark joy is her yeah. main question. Yeah. And how, how do you do that with, with your clients? Like what is kind of the process? Like if I was to work with you and we were to go through things of mine, like what would you ask me so yeah. that I would know whether I should keep it or not? 
Very similar, but uh, for anyone listening who doesn't know Marie Kondo, she had a show that came out on Netflix last January. Perfect timing Mm because January is the time where we all are in our homes and are thinking about uh, things we want to change for that year. So that was last January, not uh, 2019. And she wrote the book, uh, uh, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And she's Japanese and uh, she's been on a lot of major talk shows. And um, the process that she follows in the book, what I do that's similar and I've always done is a lot of people want to clutter or declutter their their bedroom or their kitchen and they go room by room. Marie Kondo and most organizers I know, including myself, go by category. And we start with clothes, then books, then papers, then other, and other could be toys or other could be kitchen stuff if you have a lot of that type of thing, Mm -hmm. Um, and then sentimental. And we do it in that order because we want you to tune your um, decluttering um, muscles. We want you to tune those. And it's easy to start with clothes because we've been letting go of our clothes all of our life because we can't possibly fit into the stuff that we had as a kid, styles change and so on. So we're kind of used to that so that we get success with that category. We move on to books. For some people, they either don't have a lot, aren't connected, and some people it's really hard and so on. You know, we go through papers and, and on to the next category, leaving sentimental to last because it holds so much emotion. Hmm. I always did wonder actually why, because I can see why people want to do room to room. Yeah, of course. And it it kind of happens that way. Like if we're in the bedroom, we're going to go through all the clothes, but we also want to remember all the other clothes somebody has in their house that might be in other places. The biggest reason is because you can't decide if you're only looking at half your wardrobe, what to let go of. Cause you kind of are thinking, well, I might need this cause you aren't seeing everything. The other thing is when you're seeing it all, you really are hit in the face with, oh my God, I have a, a lot of this category. So you can kind of feel like you can let more go. Mm, no, that's good. Um, now with like, even with the, the things that people keep as far as like, you know, sentimental, family heirlooms, that type of thing. How much like is too much? How much should we keep? Perfect question. And it all goes down to how does it make you feel? So are you keeping things out of guilt? Because say your parents passed away and your brothers and sisters are farther away. So you were the one that was closest and you inherited it all, but you're not using it. It's gathering dust. You don't really love a lot of the memories, maybe they're not great memories, that's clutter and that's weighing you down. It's regret, guilt, sadness. You don't want to hang on to that stuff because you don't want to hang on to those emotions. It's really hard to go through and it's much easier with a professional side by side with you. The other stuff, if they spark wonderful memories, like you're opening a a beautifully laid out photo album of your children or cottage memories or something that really does spark joy and happiness in you, um, yeah, keep that, but honor it. Have it have a a space on your bookshelf where you can reach it when you want or um, on your wall, you know, those mementos should be prized possessions, so that everybody can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Not really in some plastic bins down in your basement. Yeah, you're making me want to go through the plastic <laughs> bins right now. <laughs> and I, you know, I am a self-proclaimed, you know, like perfectionist in recovery, which means everything has its place and mm-hmm. in my life. But um, I do definitely, in my family, I'm the person who wants to have everything in order. And I joke with my my parents, in fact, and I say, when you die... I'm getting a front end loader and I am just disposing of this. And we joke about it because I'm like, don't have any idea in your mind that I'm keeping this. I don't care about it. And, and what do they say? They We laugh because they know it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's become one of those things. And I think we realize even as our family, we've talked about it over the years, um, you know, what, what everyone is like and how the attachment to things and my parents are both probably well aware of their own attachment to things but I love to talk about you know our attachment 
emotionally? Because mm-hmm. you mentioned, you know, that, that a lot of emotions come up like guilt or sadness or um, that's just attached to stuff. Like, yes. and, and so like how people may be feeling, especially right now, like I think people right now, the more I'm talking to clients and they're saying, you know, like, I didn't realize how sad I was or what I'm grieving by um, life being put on hold right now. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of these emotions are being triggered and come up. So like, what is that like for our physical body, for our mental health, for our spiritual health? Okay, so I'll answer that. And I want to just touch on first about your parents or any of us with parents who are aging. They come from a different um, time and, and they valued possessions. When, when they bought things for their home, they were told in the store, this antique is going to grow in value. You're going to be able to resell this. This is real wood. This is, you know, and, and so they, they really invested. And this was the first time maybe they had money to invest. So that's why their possessions have that kind of connection mm, okay. with us, like myself and, and your age range. Well, we kind of grew up around Ikea. Oh, fantastic. We yeah. can put that together ourselves. So we're not so attached to that stuff. And then we already spoke about the, the younger generation and their freedom. Um, so to talk about emotions, this time period is very similar in in how we're feeling about what's going on out there in the world it's very similar to how a lot of people feel about their stuff and their homes so when people call me they say besides what you would normally think of they they say i'm overwhelmed i feel pressure frustrated um stressed they also say things like i feel like i'm drowning in my stuff i feel like i can't breathe at home I feel like I'm suffocating. And they use these words that are really connected to our breath. And look at what's happening with this virus. It's mm. connected to people not being able to breathe. So it's, I think, very, very similar. So with all of us at home and with all these feelings out there merging, I think it's even more important to be taking the time to learn to let go. And you know, when we learn to let go, sometimes there's a sadness to that, right? There's a giving up, or you feel like there's a giving up, but really, you're giving up all those negative emotions that I just described, along with guilt and regret. So feel free to oh, free yourself and give that up. Because what's on the other side of that is peace and calm and in control and empowered and even up to joy and happiness and flourishing you know Mm. so that's what you're actually bringing in when you're making space by by letting go you know i i actually do feel that i i am wondering now you know just in the transitional periods of life because you said people tend to call you in the transitional times whether it's adding to or it is leaving a period of life whether you know they've been in a divorce and now you know separation of things or maybe they have things from a time period in their life that no longer serves them yeah it it, do people find that or do you find i guess that people want to hold on to things for a certain amount of time and then when they're ready to move into something new they release it they do um they that's when i wouldn't hear from them you know that's the year or two or more before i ever meet them Uh, they're still going through the grieving process or they're still going through a divorce or they're still going through whatever situation they're going through and and we have to live in that and recognize those emotions, not push them aside. Um, so those things will, yeah, I think that's all I have to say about that is that there, people have to go through what they have to go through. And then when they're ready, they're often ready, but they don't know how to start. And so then that's when they'll start Googling and looking up and they'll read Marie Kondo's book or they'll watch some HDTV shows. And then they might try, like my recent client said to me, and this was wonderful to hear at the end of our virtual 
month together, she said, I've watched every show, I have every book, I have all the information on organizing anybody would ever need. Did I get organized? No. What I needed was somebody like you who's looking exactly at what I have to help exactly my situation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, eventually we all need help. If you want to get in shape, you hire a coach uh, at the gym. If you want to, like us in business, I'm sure you have. I certainly have hired business coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to up our game, you know? Yeah. I, I find that there are certain things where you we're we're blinded to mm. our own stuff even if we have the tools yeah. and we know uh i think that a lot of the time it, it is difficult for us to see in those blind spots and and know like okay you know i can actually do this and that's why i think it's important for for people to get coaches hire people that are going to walk them step by step through the process. And also I feel like it probably helps to ease through it. Absolutely. And, you know, professional help is the difference here because I know a lot of people who will try to have their organized friend come over or their family member or even their neighbor who will jump in and want to assist them. And what they're not equipped with is the emotional journey. And they're kind of close to that person. So judgment can come in, even though they don't mean to. Uh, frustrations, because the person, their friend, isn't letting go of stuff that or organizing the way they do. There's different organizing types. I mean, there's a lot more to it. So if you just have a closet that's a mess, absolutely have your organized friend come over and help you. If you've been struggling with clutter for many years, you've been a person who's never been organized or grew up in a house that wasn't that organized, don't feel bad about uh, seeking professional help because you will get through it a lot quicker than you ever could alone. Mm-hmm. No, I like that you brought up the fact that about friends, because now I feel a little <laughs> bit guilty, not going to lie. Um, <laughs> Because I think to myself, there's been times where, you know, my mom has said, okay, well, can you help me go through different things? And you're right. I do have a tendency just to want to get frustrated. Yeah, it's hard with our parents. I mean, I'm a professional. I can't do it with my mom. It's like, oh, it's so frustrating. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to be a step away from it, I think. Yeah, you have to hire a different clutter coach. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. But luckily, I mean, I grew up in a really organized household, so she doesn't really have clutter. (laughs) Oh, okay. So you got it from her then. (laughs) Yeah, her, my dad, like for two different ways. My dad, I think, was more OCD, like really had to have things in place and things lined up. And my mom, not sentimental about anything. Really? Yeah. No, not like my dad passed away 11 years ago now. And I remember within that month after he passed away, I went to visit a friend um, and I came back and mom had washed and ironed all of his clothes. They were all organized in separate bags and they were going to be going to um, like a church locally here. And I was kind of taken aback because that felt a little quick for me. Um, But that's what she needed to do. So that's what I mean. She's not sentimentally attached and I think for her it probably would would have made her feel sad longer to actually keep it around yeah yeah I find that so interesting you know and and so true though because people's attachment to things or lack thereof Mm -hmm. is very different very different what I will say is the longer you keep it the harder it is because clutter is unmade decisions and the longer it goes the worse it feels and so when you go to attack it you've built it up so much longer in your mind like think about our taxes right I used to have such trouble with this and I built it up like this mountain in my head when it actually once I really learned and got a system around it and it wasn't that bad. So, so try not to leave it too long. <laughs> you, you literally just blew my mind with what you just said. Oh, really? Why? <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, I'm serious. Like, what did you say? Clutter is. Clutter is unmade decisions. Oh my that's goodness. It is. And that's why when you look around, you want to walk away because it, 
it holds so much weight and guilt. You're like, oh, those papers, oh, those, and especially papers, because it's usually attached to finances and, oh, you know, that feeling. You know, I am literally like just having an epiphany right now. (laughs) (laughs) But it makes a lot of sense. And I like, because I can, I think of like, in terms of, you know, maybe my space is, is clear of clutter. But, you know, my, maybe my drawer of paperwork is not clear of clutter. Or Mm -hmm. my computer um, desktop has file after file after file or 50,000 emails that I could go through and just delete. Um, Yeah. And and it's all like, and now that you're saying that it makes so much sense. It's like, we keep them and go, I'll make a decision about that later. Yeah. And defer, 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 instead of just like, okay, no, I'm actually just going to make a decision, keep or whatever, you know, I'm talking about things, but I'm also talking about just in general, like, Mm. I'm either going to do this now, or I'm going to let it go. That's right. And, and, you know, you almost have to set an appointment aside for yourself to show up, um, just like when we do our exercises or whatever we do for ourselves. Um, And, you know, if you and I were working together, we might link that to whatever your greater goal is. And that might be linked to your business. Who knows? There might be an area that's that's kind of pulling down for you. And if we clear that and release that stuff, that might um, bring in a whole new line of business or energy or ideas in your business. Really? Who knows? You yeah. Need, okay. Tell me about that. Talk about it and stuff, like, tell me about that. Because I've never, I've never even thought about it that way. Well, like I haven't studied feng shui officially, but feng shui is uh, about energy moving through and chi, they call it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's an ancient art and, and it really, you know, they, they, they bring in all these little tips like, oh, if you want to bring in more abundance and um, money flow into your life, have a jar of coins overflowing on your desk. Um, and there's, there's a million of those little tips. But really when you think about the energy um, it, it, it clutters up in our mind, in our homes, in corners, attracts dust, maybe those dusty corners of your, of your desktop that need a little light shone in there to bring in new energy to grow. You know, it's mm. all about growing. Um, yeah. So fascinating. So when we're thinking about even there are probably things that are cluttering our just growth in areas. That's right. So when I start with people, uh, especially with the virtual clutter coaching, I have a whole 20 question questionnaire that I send them before we start. Once they fill that out, usually a couple of areas bubble to the surface. It's very similar to life coaching. And in life coaching, we divide our lives up into 12 pies usually. And so, and I get people in this questionnaire to number those pies zero to 10. Mm -hmm. So how satisfied are you in romance in your life? How satisfied are you in finances, in career, in health? And um, it's so interesting because once they share the photos of their house, I go back to that and I'm like, ah, wow, you said zero on your questionnaire for romance. And now that I've seen your bedroom, I kind of have some ideas for you about how we can switch that if if that's an area of focus for that client. So fascinating. That makes a lot of sense. You know, mm-hmm. now I'm thinking about a client I had years ago and she wanted me to walk her through a process of cleaning out a couple of rooms in her house. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go over there. I just coached her through it. Yeah. This is, I'm, I mean, I've never done another client like that, but it was one time yeah. and it was really interesting now that you, you say that because we talked a lot about some of the attachments. Yeah. So whatever she was looking for with coaching with you might've been linked to the room. Like say somebody wants to start their own small business, uh, but that spare bedroom in the back, that's kind of become the junk room. Is that holding them back? If they empty that out and they, you know, put a beautiful desk and a plant and artwork, wow, like, wouldn't that be energizing to wake up to and go work in? So it could be something like that. 
And I've always known, well, I wouldn't say I've always known this, but I've for maybe a couple of years that our environment is so key to, you know, allowing that positive energy flow. Mm-hmm. And and so when we're in a in a space that feels like it is um, you know, draining our energy, you know, oftentimes we will not be productive. We will lack having the success that we want. Mm-hmm. And so it's really interesting to to think about it in terms of when we actually do clear the space physically, mm-hmm. we're clear we're also in the process of clearing the space energetically emotionally, all in all the ways. Absolutely. And I think that's why I picked the tagline for my business to be transform your space, transform your life. And, you know, to sum up what you just said there, clutter is a physical manifestation of what's blocked in your life or not working in your life. Okay. And so when you're working with somebody, can you even identify that? Oh, yeah. Like, I'll I'll tell you a brief story about a friend of mine. We weren't working together and we're both coaches. And she had myself and another coach friend over to her apartment. This was in Toronto and a lovely little apartment. And because she likes to have people over, she had a lovely dining room table and everything you need. And all that's decluttered. Uh, Her kitchen was very small, but really efficient and well set up. Living room, lovely. Plants growing in the window. Her bedroom... Very interestingly, uh, because she did a lot of writing for the coaching work that we were doing and training, uh, a side that I wasn't on. Mm -hmm. And so she had a lot of bins of paperwork at home. And she had a desk in her bedroom. I mean, the space was only so big. And that was piled with paper. And the bins were surround, well, at the end of her bed and kind of on a bookcase beside her bed. This friend of mine, I had never known her to have a relationship, and she very, very much wanted one. And when we all sat around after and talked about our businesses and things, uh, I said to her how interesting it was where she chose, because we choose where Mm -hmm. to put our clutter. And I, I linked it to that lack and desire of a relationship. And her face was just like, oh, my God. She had never thought of that before. And she said, really, where am I supposed to put it? I said, right over there. And there was this space kind of under the eave. And if you draped a little curtain across, she could have put all the bins there. There was an entry closet. I went and looked in there and said, there's some space in here. And I I laid that. I said, this is like a a barrier, a physical barrier to your your desire for a relationship. So I think there's some underlying fear there that needs to be worked on and and worked through. Okay, that's so interesting because I I read the book uh, Calling in the One by Catherine Woodward Thomas. You've read that, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, And she talks about some of these things, about creating Mm -hmm. a space and your room and all that kind of stuff. And But it's so fascinating. Now, as you were saying this, because I'm thinking... A lot of people, you know, who may have, you know, their house is like, I don't know, I guess average in the sense of like, you know, it's moderately clean, it's moderately tidy and, you know, but all of a sudden they're home right now and they're working out of every space. Yeah. And they're, you know, so, so they're, they're constantly in their home. Mm -hmm. Do you think this is a, a time where we can give ourselves a little bit of grace in some of those areas or do you think it's just going to be in our face more? I love it. You use the word grace because it's so true. We have to be very um, caring for ourselves. You know, um, this is a very challenging time. And if you have clutter on top of it, you're not getting away from it and then you're also working from home so it's really important to uh, i think carve out your own special place uh, that's just for you Uh, you know your kids have it with their toys and maybe their playroom Um, your family has it in the living room as they gather together so really find that place for yourself and set it up with exactly what you need Um, make it special, make it a place that you really want to come to uh, so that you're drawn to work there. And then everything that you need, um, just like you need when you go to work, give it to yourself. So 
um, shower and do your makeup and uh, get dressed and it because it's a a changeover it's a switchover in our mind from just like when we come home we're like okay sweatpants come on or whatever may be you know Mm -hmm. no I I totally think that I know for when I am recording the podcast because this has been something I've talked about on the podcast (laughs) uh, as I've done it for the past couple years but the first couple of years, I was in a condo downtown Toronto. Mm. And, you know, so of course, there was always miscellaneous noise, and I would be recording the back den. And then um, one part of the year for months and months and months, the next door neighbor was doing renovations. Uh-huh. So then it was constant renovation. So then I had to move the podcast studio into the bathroom. And then I recorded <laughs> from the bathroom. And, uh, and so, you know, and then I then, of course, the podcast studio, every time I go somewhere, changes locations. Now it's in my bedroom. Mm. And so, of course, now I'm thinking exactly what you're talking about. Like, oh, no, <laughs> my my room. It's in my room. But um, I would say I, I do set it up and take it down. Yeah. So, like, I set everything up and then it comes. I actually put it all away. Wow, that's impressive. And you know, it's a peaceful place. So I bet you're really productive there and focused when you're on these podcasts. And sound is a major thing, a major requirement for your work uh, with the podcast. So same thing, you've you've set it up and tried different places uh, to meet that requirement. So whatever anybody else needs, then go ahead, get your needs met so that you can focus and not be frustrated while you work. No, that's so interesting. It makes me really think, though, through, you know, of course, I'm now thinking of different spaces that I'm working within the house. And I'm thinking, okay, that space, maybe I do need to, you know, clear off the stuff on the on the shelves, just to, you know, bring in more light and and, uh, that feeling of expansiveness, I guess. Mm Yeah, to open that space and having have that feeling of, um, you know, just the energy flowing in and out, which is, you know, what we need, I guess, you know. Uh, Yeah, look around and see what could make you feel lighter and happier. And certainly as spring is coming, uh, I know I've been buying tulips and anything and opening the windows a bit. I'm in the East Coast, so we're still a little chilly here. But any and I'll hear birds in the morning. Anything that makes me feel a little more spring like makes me so happy. Opening the blinds, bringing in the light, all that sort of thing. And if you need inspiration, well, Pinterest is such a great place to go. So if you're not on there get on there it's like a magazine all on your computer and you can create different boards that's where I use all of my recipes so I don't have cookbooks I just go there um yeah it's a great place for inspiration for travel for homes for decorating clothes anything good it's so good right yeah oh yeah so good I'm like I know I want to see your house (laughs) I'm like it just feels like oh it'd be so light and airy and beautiful um no this has been amazing now I want to ask one more question before we go in case people are kind of in this time they're listening right now and they're thinking okay this is all great wonderful but I just want to start one thing mm-hmm. I want to do something that you know will kind of open the door to this what what would you say is that one thing they should start with I would say is to go within and ask why what is my goal because once you have that goal Every time you go to deal with your stuff, ask yourself, does this meet my goal? Does this enrich or detract from my goal? So that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to be connected, uh, join my Facebook group, Clutterbusters. That can be a very inspirational place or any you know group on Facebook, but that can be a great place to connect with me, ask questions, post you know, your photos, that type of thing. It's a really wonderful, it's wonderful to be part of a group, especially in this time of isolation. Oh yeah. That's a, that's a great idea. Now, how do people find you and connect with you? 
Yeah. So, of course, my website, which is simply my name, kimsneath.com, and you'll find before and after pictures and testimonials from clients, and my services are listed there. Of course, you can reach out to me through there. I'm on lots of social media. So, there's my Facebook group that I just mentioned, Clutterbusters. I also have a Facebook business page, which is my name. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, so you'll see posts there if that's your preferred social media. And I'm also on um, Instagram. It's my last name, then my first name, Snaith Kim. Okay, and we will put all of these in the show notes so that you guys can access Kim and you can connect with her. I really want to thank you. Um, I think this has just been so helpful to, even for myself today, just to kind of, I don't know, just feel like okay there are a few things that I can I can do to um, offset maybe some of the the weight and the shift that energy and so I really really appreciate you coming and sharing on the podcast today oh I'm so glad Andrea I hope it was helpful for everyone listening and thank you so much wonderful questions thank you I don't know about you but this was the confirmation I needed to get busy get off my butt and tackle a few things that I have been avoiding doing. So you can keep me accountable to this because I have mounds of paper that I have been collecting in my drawer that I really have not wanted to deal with and stuff that's gathering around me because I feel like I need it. So it's time for me to shed some of that unwanted chaos in my life, to go through all those papers, to get rid of clothes that I've been wearing over and over again over the past few weeks to organize my workspace and to create a quiet retreat for myself in my bedroom. So if you listened all the way through this episode, then it's entirely possible that you have something in your own life that also needs purging, that there are emotional attachments that you need to let go of. Maybe it's going through stuff from your past and either tossing it or organizing it. I want to encourage you to take a few hours this week just to do one thing and see how it feels. And if you really need some help in this area, then get in touch with Kim. All of her information is located in the show notes and that's at thecouragecast.com and make sure to connect with her. She does all sorts of virtual sessions and so I know she'll be super helpful. And then of course, make sure you connect with me over on Instagram at at the.couragecast or on Facebook as well. And I think I might even post a few pictures or videos of my new workspace, my new bedroom space, just to keep me accountable. And uh, I'd love to see yours as well. So make sure that you tag me in them so that I can see how things are coming along for you as well. I loved hanging out with you today. Until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Cast, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review, and while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crilly.